Welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. I want to thank you for your feedback, all of the conversations that I have with you. It is just great building this archive of recordings so that we and our children and grandchildren will have something to fall back on and listen to. First, I would like to, you know, just just thank God for everything. I have really enjoyed everything about growing with this podcast. Since my last episode, I've gotten a chance to meet other family members, gotten a chance to learn about different branches of my family tree. You know, that is my daily quest is to reverse and have some impact on what slavery did to the African-American families and the African-American community. So I met Lori Lincoln through Ancestry and Lori Lincoln shared information about her family and shared information about my family and and open up a whole new branch for me to research. So I want to thank Lori Lincoln for coming on board to work with me, to help me with my family ancestry and giving me the opportunity to share information to help her with her ancestry as well. Then I want to thank Estella Trutling because Estella Trutling has jumped up and she has done the same thing. She is a walking history book along with Gladys Harmon Wright. They are history, they're walking history books. They, they can just keep up with information and they have been very open sharing this information with me. Then I got a chance to meet Martha Buford. Martha Buford is a very important source, not just an important cousin, but she is a very important source for me linking to so many other people. And she has decided to come on board and give me the opportunity to ask questions. So you know where I am when I meet new new relatives. I am excited and I always look forward to a continued conversation. Uh, a lot of times it falls off the grid. It doesn't happen. And I'm left with another roadblock, another you know, lingering problem of trying to reverse the impact of slavery. So I just wanna I just wanna thank everybody, all of my relatives. And if I wished I had some way to group them all into one medium so that when I get a chance to talk to them and be able to say how much I love them and how much I think about them and how much I care about them. I can make it known and let them see from my position just how large this family really is, just how large this community of genealogists, you know, how large this community really is. We really are a large group. But, you know, people are cautious in so many ways, and and they have every reason to be cautious. And so they don't want to be included in group text or group messages and all of these kind of things. And because of that reason, it limits me to be able to show them just how big we are, just how far we have come. And so I want to thank Charles also 
you know, Charles Casey, always thanking Charles Casey because he's pushing that envelope. Charles tried to link me with two patriarchs. And I had a chance to have a conversation with Charles Casey. And I was telling him, you know, I'm really concerned about the history of patriarchs. The matriarchs are doing their thing. I get a chance to do interviews with our senior women. And I don't mean in age. I'm just saying the senior women who are saying, hey, look, I want to talk with you. I want to share my information. I want to share the experiences. And they are they are dropping this information and they are leaving their legacies behind. I'm having a problem with men. I'm becoming... I'm becoming very concerned about patriarchs. And, and I will talk about that at some other time, but let me get to the story of the day. I want to talk about being a playground teacher for a day. Now, I'm dating myself by saying playground teacher because a lot of us do not know, a lot of you don't know what a playground teacher is. But growing up, a playground teacher was in most in all cases I've never seen a male playground teacher I've only seen women playground teachers but they were employed by the government and they they were in uniform they were responsible for handing out and issuing games and and balls kickballs jump ropes and all those kind of things for the children to play on the playground. And they were kind of like organizers. They were the community moms. They were the community grandmoms. They were the community leaders that came in and gave their time to make sure we had something to do, that the equipment was organized, that the equipment was safe, that the equipment was returned, they were out there. So one of my cousins, my father's niece, her name was Vernell Tony. And cousin Vernell was a playground teacher in East Highland. And occasionally my dad would take me to the playground and I would be around cousin Vernell and she would you can always hear her voice echoing over that entire area of the playground. Whether you were on the basketball court, whether you were on the sliding board, regardless of what obstacle you were on or, or, or whatever you were doing, you can hear her voice echoing over the field. So I'm always assessing our past with the present. So on the 9th of on the 9th of April of 2022 I was sitting up and it was around midnight and I was preparing to shut it down for the evening and all of a sudden all of a sudden I received this Google call <laughs> I was and I'm laughing because I received this Google call and this Google phone call only comes from one person and that's my granddaughter finesse and i jumped and i'm trying to figure out why is finesse calling me at 12 o'clock 
in the evening. You know, she's never called that late in the evening, right? So when I answer the phone call, there's this face on the other side because this is Google Duo. She's on the other side saying, Papa, <laughs> I'm outside. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're outside. And I'm saying, Finesse, why are you up so late at night? And she said, Papa, come and get me. Now, Finesse is five years old. And I'm t- I said, okay, this is a joke. Let me go to the door. Let me go out here just to see if she's outside. And when I looked out the door, there they were. <laughs> she was parked outside. And her parents said to me, Mommy and Daddy said, Here, Papa, she's all yours. I couldn't believe it. It was a surprise that she would spend a week with Gloria and me. <laughs> so, so here we were. And so I picked her out of the car, got her, brought her in. And my daughter said, We'll see you later and they were prepared to leave out Sunday morning and so they left her behind with me of course I say with me (laughs) although Gloria is right here in the house I said they left her with me so you know what the deal is that's a pop-up grandbaby (laughs) so here we are we spent this time together And it all leads up to Thursday of last week. Thursday prior to Easter. And I think Thursday would have been like the 14th. And so that day, I had a t-shirt that I made. And on that front of the t-shirt, it was inscribed, I wake up with old school thoughts. And I had that shirt on. Now, Gloria and Finesse, Gloria being my wife and Finesse, my granddaughter, they went to the hair salon. So later on in the afternoon, I decided to go to the hair salon and just park in the parking space and everything. And so if they called me, I would already be there. So later on in the afternoon, Gloria called and said, Frank, come in and get finesse or come get finesse and I said I'm already outside and I went in and I grabbed finesse we came outside and there's a playground across the street from the hair salon so we went across the street to the hair salon and when we, I mean over to the playground and when we got there finesse started playing she wanted to go over to the swing so while she was in the swing and I'm pushing her to get her started another young man he sat on her left which would have been the end of the swing to my left and he got in there and started swinging and he was going very high and Finesse was paying attention to him and there's another young man he came over and quietly sat down on the swing to my right so there are Two guys on on the end, and Finesse is sitting in the center. I'm standing behind Finesse, and the last young man that came up, who was very shy, 
He said, can you push me? So I found myself pushing finesse with my left hand. I was pushing him with my right hand. And, you know, of course, I'm being very careful, you know, because I'm touching somebody else's child. So justifiably, I was able, I was allowed to be on the playground. Justifiably, I was on the playground because I had my granddaughter with me. So I wasn't this old guy hanging around the playground trying to win over somebody's child, okay? So I had these three kids going. So as I was pushing for this, as I was pushing the other young man on, on, the, on my right, the one on the far left now, he's going very high. Finesse is pretty good. She's able to kick and all of that kind of stuff to get the swing going and to keep it going. But the young man on my left, on the far end, and all of these children are probably from the range of five, starting with my granddaughter, to possibly seven. I put it that high. So the young man on my right, he's just swinging. And all of a sudden, he said, I'm going to go higher, and I'm, I'm going to jump out of the swing, flip over, and end up on my feet. And I said, no, no, don't do that. And he just bust out laughing. And every time he would say it, I would say, no, no, don't do that. So not only am I the oldest person on the playground, I am now the loudest person. <laughs> I am now the loudest person on the playground. So here I am. He's saying, I'm going to jump out of the out of the, play, uh, the swing and I'm going to flip over and, and land on my feet. And I'm saying, no. And Finesse is looking at him because she has to work on her socialization, right? Because of the pandemic. She's in a northern state. They don't have the communities broken down and accessible like we have in the south. So she has been kind of locked down like everybody else for two and a half years. And she's a only child and being the only child you know in, in a way she's kind of stuck two and a half years behind so finesse is paying attention to this young man on the left and she's saying i'm gonna swing high too <laughs> and i'm sitting up and saying you better not jump out of that swing so she said i'm gonna jump out of this the swing too and i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go high and so i got finesse i'm pushing with my left hand i have the quiet young man i'm pushing with my right hand but occasionally, the young man on my right, he would stop the swing and he would get out. So now I get a chance to give this push to finesse with both hands and kind of keep her from twisting in the swing. And then the young man who's quiet, he would come back and sit down in the swing and he'll say, would you push me? So I am finding myself, I am enjoying myself managing these three children. Now, the parents were there. I don't know who was the parent of which child other than I was the granddaddy of, of Finesse. But you better believe, parents were there and they were watching. So we did this for quite a while. And, and, and finally, the young man who kept threatening to jump, he eventually ended up jumping, but not at the highest peak. But he eventually ended up jumping out of that swing. And I remember doing that as a kid. I remember swinging and jumping out of the swing. But the quiet young man did something that I also recall doing when I was growing up. And that is he laid straddle over 
these swing on his stomach and he was swinging back and forth that way on his own I remember doing that as well so finally they all decided to leave the swing and they wanted to you play on the sliding board but the sliding board is this large obstacle that's set up it covers most of the playground because it is broken down into so many different segments and so many different levels for the children to play on. So I stood back and I watched my granddaughter begin to socialize with other children. They were She was making friends out there. And at one point, I even heard her introduce herself to one of the other little girls that were there. And they were running around. And I heard her say to the little girl, my name is Finesse. And I'm saying, great deal. You know, I'm enjoying this. So as I was there on the playground, there was this young father with a young son. And his son had to be about two years old. And of course, you know me. It's all about communication. It's all about trying to drop a seed somewhere. And you have to be very careful in our society because these young people are killing each other every day. And they are just taking lives away. So I asked the young father, I said, I don't know where. I said, have you started maintaining your family tree for your son? And his response was, no, I've thought about it, but I don't know much about it. And I started talking to him about what are the advantages? What are the advantages of maintaining a family tree for your son to fall back on and know about his family? And even the father said, I don't know my father. I know his name and blah, blah, blah. And I said, your father's information is on the internet. You know his name. You know where he was from. You, your father's information is accessible. And I talked to him, and as I continued, I was making him aware of the advantages of knowing your history, why you should leave this information behind for your son, because if you don't know your father, just imagine him not knowing anything about your family and not knowing anything about the mother's family. He has every right and a need to know. And so the father and I, we had this conversation. He was really interested in it. And he even talked about taking this information to his brother and that, you know, his brother wanted to learn how to do the same thing. And it just turned into a great conversation. So as I was doing this, I am saying within myself <laughs> I'm saying within myself that my son and my daughter will say oh that's dad he's, gonna, he's talking to the people he don't know and but I'm still old school I am old school I remember when you could walk up and say hello to someone and you felt comfortable speaking to someone of African American descent because we were rocking in the same old boat during that time, we were segregated. We lived in tight communities. We knew each other. 
And even if we didn't know each other, we spoke to each other. You can even walk up and tell somebody, hey, look, you have this, you know, your slip is hanging. You can say this, I love your colors. I like what you're wearing. You could give compliments and somebody will say thank you. You can walk and not wonder if that was your last breath. And I really feel bad for young people. It doesn't matter when I see young people, when I see them and I and I just say in their lives, they think differently than I did when I was growing up. They are so used to death. It, it seems like the local news can't even give a one hour segment without going from one negative event to another. And when you give all of that credit to people who are killing people, you give them a chance to celebrate what they have done. There are so many great things going on in the city that you don't need to overshadow all of the great things because someone is out there celebrating the fact that you're talking about the negative things that they're doing. So I really concern myself with young people. And I say, that young person right there is doing good things or walking and just think, he or she could be gone tonight just because they're young. So here I was, I was a playground teacher for a day. The greatest thing happened before I left. It was getting darker, it was getting later, and all of the children now were dispersing and getting ready to go home or wherever they were going. But one significant thing happened. As I my granddaughter came back to the swing, the young man that was swinging very high, who was always threatening to jump, came back to the swing. That young man that was quiet, he got my attention while I was swinging and pushing my granddaughter. He got my attention. And he said to me, thank you for pushing me. And I, and I looked at him and I said, thank you. I looked out towards the parking lot and I couldn't determine if a mother was in the car or a father was in the car because of how the sun was shining towards me, which gave her the silhouette or gave him the silhouette in the car. But someone in that car saw me, thought about the fact of what I had done for that little boy and had that little boy to come back and say, thank you for pushing me. That was old school. That was old school and it was refreshing. I don't have, I wish I was an old school playground teacher. I would volunteer my time. I said earlier that I was justifiable in being at the playground because I can't just go to that playground now that my granddaughter isn't here and hang around at that playground just to have an impact on children because that's not the right thing to do. 
during today's society. Somebody might call the police because there's this guy hanging around the playground. But it felt good being a playground teacher for a day. I really enjoyed it. That young man, I will continue to pray for him. I am so grateful and so thankful that I had a chance to talk to the young father. And I am so grateful that whoever that person was, the adult, that that adult was grounded enough to tell that young man, go over there and tell him, thank you for pushing you. That was a great way to end the day. I had a chance to be the playground teacher of the day. I wanted to share that story. I hope you enjoyed it. I will continue to work on breaking down the impact of slavery. You know that I love you. And until next time, be good.